0: The CZ Media Podcast is brought to you by Rancho Bravo Tacos. They have four convenient locations, U District, Capitol Hill, Wallingford, and Federal Way. Stop by for tacos, burritos, tamales, and enchiladas. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the CZ Media Podcast. I believe this is number 13, but to no one's surprise, Dan is still not here. I don't know where he is. Last show I mentioned he might be decaying and being pecked over by vultures i I've looked uh, I've looked at the news. no one's reported a body found on the mountain, so hopefully he's alive. Uh, so Dan, where are you? Let me know. Uh, do you know Dan? I do know Dan. Yes, Dan's a good guy.
1: He's yeah, he's a really good guy
0: when he's here. I, I happen to know where Dan is. Yeah. So I've been doing these.
1: You just passed right over that. Yeah. <laughs> I have the I answer did. to your question and you didn't.
0: No, I'm not ready yet.
1: <laughs> not ready to know yet. So
0: for these podcasts, I've been getting a picture and Photoshopping our faces onto different scenarios. When I did a podcast with Coach Trish and Jen, I Photoshopped her face, Jen's face, and my face onto a scene from Clueless. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I didn't notice. That. i i was the I was the dark skinned girl because she had dreads, and then Trish was the 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 one who wasn't popular that they turned popular. Brittany. Yeah, and yeah. then Jen was the popular one. Cher. share, and was
1: her name Brittany in that? No, no. The actress's name was Brittany.
0: Yeah, the actress is Brittany. Uh, Brittany Murphy. Murphy, which she's yeah, dead. She's dead. Rest in peace. Maybe, her,
1: Murphy. maybe her body's being picked over.
0: Maybe. <laughs> maybe she's hanging out with Dan right now. Uh, so I superimposed our faces onto that scene. I think it's funny. And then for the last show, I spoke to my buddy Steve, who he and I have. Uh, I wouldn't call them arguments, but I would call them super lively debates often so i made this joke about us wearing powdered wigs when we talked because it's like <laughs> british parliament
1: little, it's like little, how
0: dare you sir
1: a little dangerous liaisons yeah. going yeah. on
0: <laughs> so i took i found this old i found i don't know what i found some picture of 19 of 8 uh, 17 something i think that i googled why you know men wear men wearing powdered wigs and then i found an article that said why did men wear powdered wigs and they just had this graphic on there so i i photoshopped my face on a, on this old timey picture and steve's face and then i put dan's face in there too but a question mark because
1: <laughs> that's awesome
0: we don't know where he is uh so for this one i don't know what i'm gonna do uh i guess we should introduce my guest today he's been answering and you don't know who he is hello guy hello how are you I am fantastic today. I'm talking to my buddy Guy DeVillier. He is the owner of that Samori Italian Cafe. He and his husband own it. Great restaurant. You may know the name because they sponsor the show. I put ads on I put ads on the show. Uh, but I thought it would be awesome to have Guy come in and just tell us how he went from tech to owning a restaurant and all of the ups and downs and wacky turns to get there. Uh, and the now he is owner of probably one of the top three Italian restaurants in Seattle, probably yes,
1: one of well, because I haven't visited all of them. <laughs> How about most likely if you if you Google good Italian food anywhere within ten miles of us, we are the first restaurant that pops up.
0: well of okay, okay, I need to go visit more.
1: yeah, do that. <laughs>
0: Since we started off on a great foot.
1: <laughs> so, Guy, tell me a little bit yeah. about yourself. Uh, Texan by birth. Rabidly Texan by nurture. Did you hear that? Could you hear the my beer? We're enjoying I, beers. I heard a little bit of a... That's cool. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, and I, I beer belch. I admit it. So just be prepared. It's okay. <laughs> All right. So Texan by birth. Uh, never thought I would leave Texas. You know, I'm the only one of our entire extended family that does not live in Texas.
0: Um, you're the only one,
1: only one. So out and it, what's odd is I only had I had one cousin who lived here as well in Seattle, uh, so we were the two black sheep of the family. So I never thought I would actually want to leave Texas permanently, but I was assigned to a project here in Seattle uh, seventeen years ago now.
0: Ooh, uh, with WAMA. Hey,
1: like me almost. Like you're not seventeen years old, Carlos.
0: No, but I moved here
1: seventeen years ago. Oh, I moved to summer of two thousand one. Uh, Well, no, that's a lie. I arrived summer 2001. I didn't move here until uh, spring of 2002. And what
0: brought you here to Seattle?
1: Work brought me here. True love kept me here. Ooh. Oh, yes. What? Well, let's take the first one first. What was the work? (laughs) Uh, The work was uh, some IT consulting with WAMU, back when WAMU was a thing. Yes. I have
0: WAMU checks in my drawer. You can let those go. They still work.
1: (laughs) They still work? Yeah. Oh, because the... oh. I guess they took over their routing and yeah, yeah, it's just okay, chase, fine.
0: but they still work. <laughs>
1: and they work for you.
0: It's like it's weird that they even places even take those checks because it was like four addresses ago, like nothing is current on that check.
1: But they don't know that. They don't care. All they know is that you have checks that you're still using. From I know, but ten it, years I think ago, that's
0: <laughs> more than that. I think those checks are 17 years old. <laughs> uh,
1: so anyway, back to me. Back
0: to you. Maybe Did you, you know, know that there are. Like banking has point zero 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 one uh failure rate on billions of transactions. I think that's really cool. That's awesome. They don't use Windows, I don't think. Pro- I'm sure they don't. <laughs> okay. am so absolutely I
1: positive they don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, so IT okay, so, consulting yeah. arrived here on a Thursday. I'm pretty Wednesday or Thursday. Uh and it just so happened that weekend was Pride weekend here in Seattle. And having just arrived on a Wednesday or Thursday, I was not going to fly back home for that weekend. Uh, and I so I went to a Capitol Hill and was so excited to see about how they do Pride. Mm. And uh, they didn't have that in Texas. Uh, of course, we did. We just did didn't. you? Yeah, but we had to hide it. <laughs> no, we didn't have to hide it by that point. But we have ours in September, late September. Because oh. it's too but is it
0: as big as it is here?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: I guess I'm yeah. stereotyping Texas.
1: You are. Yes. Mm. We have made some progress. <laughs> Like that, that last year, I think, that I lived there, they actually had firemen in the parade. Oh. Yes. Okay. Which was a complete 180 turnaround because just a few years earlier than that, a gay bar in Dallas burned to the ground one mm. block away from the fire department. Oh. Yeah.
0: They couldn't save it. They were one they, block away. They were one block away.
1: Yeah. Mm. Uh, there's a little legend about that. <laughs> 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 so yes, we did have it there. So I was anxious okay. to see how they did it. See here.
0: everybody, you should not stereotype Texas. You shouldn't Texas as is as uh, progressive as
1: um
0: <laughs> lots of states. <laughs> they're
1: progressive at least as much as Louisiana. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're more progressive than what people give them credit for. Exactly, exactly. So in Texas, here here's the thing: being gay is socially unacceptable but privately celebrated. So most organist at any southern baptist church is gay <laughs> right so everybody knows it and they will while they will say one thing about it of course they adore him and want yeah. him to play all their parties and he's invited everywhere and he's just like you know the social butterfly of the town so yeah it's a, it's an interesting dichotomy anyway back to me so <laughs> You know, we all know Carlos likes to talk a lot, so I'm going to have to just insert myself where I feel necessary. I was taking pictures of a client yesterday. Uh-huh, you see, here we go. It's was back to me and it's already gone awry. I was
0: thinking, wait, hold on. This is quick. <laughs> I was taking pictures of a client yesterday.
1: I'll drink while he's doing this. And
0: uh we were taking pictures and I was also trying to do these other types of pictures that I thought I could do simultaneously. And he saw me doing he saw me doing that and he just turned to me and he's like, hey, remember, this is about me. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was joking, but I I just started laughing. And then his his uh, girlfriend, I don't know what if it's his girlfriend or whatever, but she was there. And I said, how many times a day do you hear that? It's all about me. <laughs> and she just started to laugh.
1: I'm like, all right, buddy, the attention's back on you. You have my attention. OK, okay sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, next time I'm gonna send him to get another beer so I can actually finish one. One little narrative. <laughs> <laughs> uh so where were we? Oh, so I go, go, to, go, I go to gay pride here, go to Capitol Hill, uh, standing on the street, uh, watching the. Uh, you can't call it a parade back then. Back then it was not a parade; it was a march. It was like, we're here, we're queer, we will stomp on you on Capitol you Hill looked, here. Yeah, on Capitol Hill. Okay. It, it wasn't. It wasn't really a celebration so much. It was much more of a. March,
0: yeah. Like a we demand
1: to be heard. Yeah, kind of that. And and if that's the culture of the city, that's perfect, right? That they, you know, they designed it for themselves that way. Mm. Um, And then afterwards, there's a uh, there's a place that has like outdoor. They block off a street, and then there's inside the club as well. And I'd gone in and was outside on the street area, and there was this group of guys standing in front of me, facing away, and one of them had calves. Mm. Showing below his shorts that were just incredibly large. Oh, like
0: calves on his legs? Yeah, leg calves. Yeah. Okay, not like walking. What? Not he didn't was he wasn't like walking calves. <laughs> okay, a couple of calves.
1: <laughs> no. Okay. He had, he his body would cons- his body was comprised. Okay, oh, that's the wrong word. I mean, anyway, I's, I've the seen guy had people calves.
0: walking down the street with uh, baby goats. So okay. that's mm-hmm. it wasn't mm-hmm. too crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> I also have large calves because I have super short legs. From my height, my legs are incredibly short. Okay. So they have to be big and strong to carry the rest of me. Right. So I also am well known for my, my mother calves. has huge calves. kind Why weird. would you say that about she her? She does. <laughs> she does have huge. It's like saying she has huge feet. Be nice to your mom. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Tell a lady she has big calves. She's my mom. She's so okay with it. I kneel down yeah, and huge. I'm going to uh, take a picture of his calves and send it back home. With say. like you the,
0: creeped on him.
1: It was a little creeping. Yeah, <laughs> but I, this is like hour six of being out there by myself and no one had talked to me. <laughs> and so, this is
0: three days after you arrive here for the first time. Yes. Yeah. Wow.
1: And I was expecting it to be uh, warm because it's end of June, and I was so sad that I had not brought a coat with me because it was freezing and it was kind of rainy. Uh, so, anyway, so I take this picture, and I ca- I realize he's turned around and caught me doing it somewhere. Uh-oh. Yeah. What did you take a picture of him with? What do you mean? Oh, gosh, it was on my flip phone.
0: It was a <laughs> flip phone. Yeah. Like a Motorola.
1: Oh, worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to see this picture. Mm. Do you still have it? I don't well no, because back then you didn't sync your pictures to anywhere. No, <laughs> they just sat on your phone and that was it. <laughs> but I was able to email it. So I emailed it to or or texted. I guess I can't remember. Email. Emailed it. Okay. Well you two thousand one, You used you to be able texted? to do this
0: thing where you would email a text. True. Okay. So that's probably what happened.
1: So I sent it back home to friends. I'm like, look, I'm not the only one with these freakishly large calves. And he kind of caught me doing it. Yeah. And uh uh I think he actually asked me at that point, you know, he said, are you taking a picture of my butt? <laughs> and I was very clear about, it. no, I'm not a butt man. But your calves are very impressive. And look at mine. I turn around and pose with mine showing. Uh, and that ends and ends, and we we move along. So sometime later in the day, I'm inside in the dance area. And he and his friends are still, are, are gathered still. And so you followed him? I wouldn't say follow. <laughs> <laughs> I I would say was drawn, <laughs> ma- mysteriously drawn to certain pathways in the bar. <laughs> Mine just happened to be following his. Okay, uh, so again, he sees me looking at him, and you know, there's that little tension of, are we going to speak again or not? Yeah. And uh, so finally, I just got my bravery up, and I used the two finger wave over, like a flight attendant would do, so it doesn't look rude, right? You don't use one finger to wave to wag somebody over; you use two fingers. Is to this wag a Texan somebody. thing? I don't know. I mean, you notice. Flight attendants do not point directions with one finger. They always point with two. Hmm. So I thought, well, I'll be polite and use the two-finger wave. Hmm. And I wave him over. And Does that he, mean something else, too? It's not a euphemism for anything. Hmm. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm absolutely positive. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I wave him over. He turns to his friends. And it turns out he turned to his friends and said, I'm being summoned. Oh. Yeah. So he walks over, and the first thing he says to me is, where's your wedding ring? Ooh, oh, good question. Well, that is a good question, but that's not so. And my response quickly was, "Some days it's a man magnet, and some days it's not." <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't feel like that day was going to be a day to wear the ring. So, so well, uh, let me let, let me uh, ask a question. Like, uh-huh. what what uh, prompted that that so question? I, well, of course, I was you know I gave that response of whether it's a magnet or not, and then I was then I realized what he had. How would he know? And then he told me he had seen me in the park the day before and had noticed me. Ooh. So this is our third random encounter huh. in two days. Yeah. But why why ask if you where's your wedding ring? I don't know, is it was an opening line. I don't know. It told me he was telling me he had noticed me before. Mm. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Like so then, he so he was like was he saying okay is this like are you here on business?
1: And and what kind of business are you getting into that you yeah. decided not to wear your ring today? Right. Yeah. So
0: the that's a So that's the thing you say,
1: I guess. That's a thing you say to someone if they don't have their wedding ring on. Have you know, yeah, it. I've had it on before. Well, <laughs> you okay. don't just randomly walk up to people and say, Why "Maybe I have being, your wedding ring or, on." <laughs> Maybe I'm being silly, but well, I don't
0: know. I don't know where I'm going with this.
1: Okay, you can think about it while I keep going.
0: Yeah, you keep. I'm so, still thinking. Uh,
1: so we talk and uh, and uh, we decide the next weekend uh, I'm going to stay in town as well. And and our our our, our travel schedule was basically like two weeks on. One week off as far as going back home mm-hmm. with time with time zone changes. I had not done very well just previously to that with going to Korea too much, mm-hmm. and we didn't have long enough breaks there or in the United States to really get our bodies reset before we'd have to go back again. Yeah, so I ended up with really hard time zone changes, and so I would only go back to, to Texas like every other week or so. So we decided the next weekend we'd go camping. And he said, "Oh, there's this gay campground up north." I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> A whole campground of game. <laughs> what? <laughs> a little shiver went down my spine. Uh so we hung out that following weekend and then we just kept hanging out and eventually
0: But while you were still here, like you didn't go back to Texas. No, no, no. I was this. oh
1: yeah, the project was gonna last for about a year and a half. Oh okay. so I was gonna be here a full year and a half. Oh, mostly. I see. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So over time we just got closer and closer and uh that spring I decided to ask if he wanted to try and actually be a couple. Oh. I know, isn't that sweet.
0: So and what did he say? He said, yes.
1: <laughs> and here's the, here, so if we back up a little bit, the first time I went to his house, he was having a little barbecue mm-hmm. and friends in the backyard. And one of his friends pulled me to the side. And he said, I'm Steve. We met the other day. I said, yeah. He said, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Carlos just got me back for a silent motion <laughs> I'd made to him earlier. Uh, he said, here's the thing. You break my friend's heart and I will kill you. Ooh. Those are good friends. To that have. Is, those are great friends to have. Yeah. But now I'm then I'm then I'm feeling this dilemma like, well, I do have a life elsewhere. But if we're already reaching that. Well, point, he knew I that mean, already. It's not David, like you're just
0: going to spring it on. him. like, hey, yeah, I don't actually live here.
1: And then David told me sometime later, he said, I, I knew that first time. He said, I'm going to marry that man. Oh, yeah.
0: That's so crazy. You're here for the first time. And three days later, you met the dude that you have now been married to forever
1: Can uh, you silence your watch, please, sir? Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Um, Yeah. This is a live show. So we're at 17 hours. uh, 17 hours. (laughs) We're at 17 years now. Coming up in 18 next year. Wow. And so we registered as domestic partners, I don't know, sometime soon after it was available. And then what the state of Washington did was if you were already registered as domestic partners when marriage did become available, they gave you about six months to decide if you wanted to be married or not. Oh, and if you did not, you needed to dissolve your partnership. Elsewise, elsewise, elsewise. Otherwise, it would just convert into marriage. So we didn't have to actually do so, anything.
0: Wait, that doesn't. So they said if you have this agreement, you're either going to get married or you're going you to dissolve the agreement. Or we're going to marry
1: you. No. Yeah, well, so what? But say <laughs> that again. So if you had a, a domestic partnership registered with the state yeah they gave you two choices over the next 6 months dissolve that partnership and you wouldn't become married or do nothing and you did become legally wed so you're married either way you're married either way well no if you dissolve the partnership then you're not married
0: oh okay right like, so what know. did you do so
1: you know there's this thing about especially with gay men maybe with with gay women as well that you know i would love to marry you but you know we can't what are you going to do and then suddenly, here it came there. <laughs> available, like, uh. oh! Mm. Uh, so we discussed That's it, of course, funny. and we decided by that <laughs> we were already at several years at that point.
0: It's like the state is forcing your hand out to commit.
1: Yes, exactly. You could be namby pamby <laughs> forever,
0: and the state is the state is saying they're taking away <laughs> that, that card.
1: Exactly. That's funny. It was, it was a no brainer, pretty much. And, the day we actually got the marriage certificate in the mail, David ran out in, the, in our street and he says, i was married now! i was married now!" <laughs> Waving. Did it you around. have a, a a wedding? Wedding? So we have not. We've always <gasps> said. I know. We've always said we want to have some marker at some point. Wait, so but life when, kept getting in the
0: way. When? Uh, so when did you get your marriage certificate?
1: 2000. I don't know. Nine. Somewhere in there.
0: So next year would be your 10 year wedding anniversary. Sure. Why did not I do something?
1: Do it, do the it, yeah, do a marker then of some kind yeah. of celebration? Yeah, sure, okay. Yeah, got nothing to do these days other than playing that.
0: <laughs> hey. <laughs> Marriage is awesome. It deserves a party.
1: I oh, I think we we agree. It's just in those early years life just kept getting in the way. Mm. Like not too long after that. I can't it, I guess it was 2009 cuz I guess we were married by the time I blew apart. Um <laughs> At the seams. Literally. Literally. So uh, uh, when we had decided we would be together and I decided I'd move up here, uh, I stayed with that previous company for a while, but still was on the road 100%. And he was having none of that. Right. And for me, it was kind of that cushion. Right? Yeah. Just in case. Uh, so he asked me, he said, I want you to get a local job. I don't want you to travel all the time. Hmm. And I was ready to settle in. And in Dallas, what had happened is that life of being on the road all the time had taken over. Yeah. And David was saying, I'm not going to have that happen to us. I want you here. Right. Uh, And so I managed to get assigned to a project at Microsoft. And then once I got in as a contractor, I wanted to go ahead and convert over to being a blue badge, which means a full-time employee. Right. And I managed to get that done. So then I was at Microsoft for just a few years. And uh, the product I worked on was purchased by Adobe. Nope. It was purchased by... (laughs) <laughs> it was purchased by... Damn it, I can't think of it suddenly. Oh, my God. What else is here? Um, Well, no, they're not here. Uh, Oracle. Thank you. Oracle. Oh, okay. Can we edit that? <laughs> so I actually know that name when I first started to tell
0: her. <laughs> I put no production value for these podcasts. Oh, oh,
1: my God. Okay. Larry Ellison, Oracle. Yeah, so the per- the product that I worked on was purchased by Oracle. So then, of course, there was this mad dash for us to get something internally made that matched it. Uh, and then once that was done, uh, a lot of our team was let go, and I was very glad to be one of those. Oh, okay. Other folks thrived in that environment. Yeah. You know, this idea of well, you got to go, like this product has got to go, you got to do something else. Right. And there was a lot of no to the business. No, we can't do that. No, we can't do that. No, we can't do that. And mm-hmm. I did not thrive in that environment. So I was super happy that I was let go as part of this big layoff. Uh, but the stress still had me. Yeah. completely enthralled. In, in like I just, my life was not very well done. Um, so then about a year after that, uh, 12, actually 14 months after that, I, uh, one day I just had a really bad tummy ache that, that ended up being a severe tummy ache that caused me to, uh, actually get on the bed and just writhing around. And David, for some unknown reason came home early. Mm. Like I wasn't expecting him. And, uh, he walks in and I'm just writhing around the bed, just in extreme <laughs> pain. I say, call nine one one. Dial nine one one, and he he, you know, he freezes for a moment. Like, yeah. oh, do I really need to do this? Right? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I was going like-, like I was going exorcist on him. <laughs> My head was spinning. like, do I believe him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you overreacting? I'm a little bit dramatic when I don't feel well, but this was this was the real deal. <laughs> so he calls. Uh, the fire department arrives. They can't get me off. Like, I cannot stand up to get off the bed. Oh. I can't. And it's a little zigzaggy to get from our bedroom to the to the living room. So they bring in a board, and they put me on the board, and they're carrying me out, and then they get me on a stretcher in the living room. And, uh, and David leans down, and he says, I'll be at the hospital right behind you. I don't want you to worry. Yeah. But I do want you to open one of your eyes because the head firefighter, Dallas, <laughs> is so hot. <laughs> This is how we deal with things in our relationship. <laughs> so I, I, I just grimace and I say, like, "Come on, I can't do that right now." <laughs> open one for me. So David leans over and he pries an eye open, and I get a good look at this very good-looking man. I say, "Uh huh. Okay, we gotta go. We gotta go." <laughs> hey, priorities. Uh, we uh, listen, and that's always a priority.
0: Yeah, it's a priority. Yeah. Indeed. Right.
1: Yes. So they well, they well, I rush pass you up the chance to see a really handsome. Man. They
0: were probably all good looking.
1: They usually are.
0: They usually are. You know, I yeah, thought about doing a portrait project.
1: I think they have those already. Oh, yeah, called, I know. They're called calendars.
0: But I wanted to do a policeman portrait project. The other day, I saw. I was driving down, and I saw a uh, that police station that's on 12th and Pike, I believe. An officer had parked in front of the building, gotten oh, oh, out. Oh, 12th and Pine. Pine. That little, that police station yes. there. Uh, an officer got out and he was this, he, this, dude was big. He was maybe 6'4", 6'5". And he was holding a bag or something. And he had the biggest, def- most defined forearms that I had seen on it. Like in real, like not on stage. Not like a bodybuilding compet- competitor. And then his shirt was like, he just, you could tell that he competed in something. And I thought, man, I was like, I need to do a portrait project of these cops.
1: Do you think that's a good idea? I think, it. Uh, sure. Can I help you? <laughs> you might need some assistance. I, just... <laughs> I promise I'll keep it very professional. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my story about that police station. Uh, our first, my first few years here, we were, we go out most weekends and dance. And there are things that go on when you're on a dance floor. <laughs> um, and you know, when you're young. And uh we, we were looking for a parking spot before we get there. And he parks right in front of the police station. There you <laughs> so, go. Are you crazy? <laughs> when we come out of this club, we are not gonna be police ready.
0: <laughs> it's like, hey, they don't have to take you that far when they when they bring you in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know just, where you park.
1: Just, yeah, exactly. Right. You know where the car is, you can see it while they're booking you're you. You're not gonna get disoriented. <laughs>
0: They're making it super convenient and for you. He
1: just thought that was hysterical. He just thought uh, that was hysterical that I was so worried about what would happen after we walked out of the club and yeah. parked in front of the police. That's my southern upbringing there. <laughs> okay, so anyway,
0: where are we in our story? So they made, you take a look at this hot dude. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. As he's carrying him, I'm like, you. Yeah, Yeah, I appreciate that. And later on, I'll use that as a fantasy, but
0: right now I got to get going. <laughs> Do they so, cut your pants there? Or did you they cut your pants at the hospital?
1: I don't think they cut my pants. I think no, well didn't. when they arrived I was naked. You didn't request naked for him to cut your pants off. Didn't have any pants to cut off. <laughs> no, sorry. And at that time, I was I was okay looking too yeah. from the neck down. <laughs> yeah, I'd made a little money on some fitness modeling and um, so I wasn't, you know, it didn't bother me that they were looking at me. Oh, um, yeah. All good. <laughs> uh, so
0: So what was there something actually wrong with you?
1: There was something actually wrong with me. For real? What was it? Well, so let's back up just a little bit. So about a year before that, David had had this really severe stomach ache that we couldn't seem to get rid of. Took him in. Turned out he had diverticulitis.
0: I don't know what that is. is, Okay,
1: so it's an infection, but basically what it means is the the lining of your intestines gets weak in certain points, Mm -hmm. and then it gets irritated, and if it's not checked, if you don't treat it, and it continues to be aggravated, it can actually pop open. Ooh. So then you have poo being slung yeah, around on so your you, organs. like
0: yeah, yeah, you have a, you sprung a leak in sprang, your intestine. Yeah, it's a <sighs> that's not good. One. Right. Like septic shock
1: and. Yes. So David had had this attack. We figured out, they figured out he had diverticulitis. You lay, when they figure that out, you lay in the hospital for three days being fed enter, I through an IV. Yeah. And you're allowed to suck on one little sponge a day. Yeah. That's the only moisture you get. So the idea is you have to let your intestinal tract lies completely dormant. Right while that spot tries to heal itself. Yeah. Happens again a few months later. They say, well, now it's at the point. Like, Let's let's check you all over, figure out where it is, and let's repair it for you. They yeah, go in and they they resection you, right? Yeah. remove the section, pull it together, and sew it Some up. Some plumbing. Right. So we'd had his schedule. We'd, he'd actually said he would promise to go in for an appointment to schedule that surgery, like, in August. And uh, that September, I had this event and it turned out I had the same disease, the same problem. Holy moly. But I'd had no warning signs like he had, had, and I had already blown a hole in my Yikes. lower intestine. What are the chances
0: that you get to Seattle three days later you meet your soulmate and then you end oh, up with half. the same <laughs> yeah, ailment?
1: We said the science channel needs to come to our house and figure out like what's going like on. Like if
0: the universe the if the universe I mean the universe had to have matched you guys up perfectly.
1: Really did, yeah. That right? is insane,
0: like, that is nuts.
1: That is nuts. So Seriously, like it's so rare. I mean, it's not common at all. And so for the both of us to have it, but hmm. you know, I do like the attention. So I had to go. <laughs> I wasn't going to have just some mere attack that they can lay you still for no. for a few days. You go. had to go big. I, I, yeah, go big or hey, go yeah. That's right. Yep. So uh, they get me the hospital and, and I'm in the emergency room forever. It feels like forever. Everything feels like forever at that moment. And I hear them telling the nurse, telling David, like you, gotta, you need to calm him down so that the morphine can take effect. Yeah. So when you're all tensed up, your muscles, you know, you can't actually absorb it. Yeah. And uh, and I turned to her and I said, "You do this for three hours, bitch, and uh, then tell me how I should need to calm down." <laughs> I, there was another episode during the, that period when uh, I leaned to a friend of ours who were there, and I said, "Who is there with us?" And I said. I hate that person who feels like they have to moan and whine and cry so loud that everybody in the emergency room knows Knows. how much pain they're in. Look at me. I'm in pain. Yeah, I hate that thing. She (laughs) leans over to me. She says, oh, honey, that was you. (laughs) So I was making a scene. Uh, I don't believe that.
0: (laughs) It seems very unlike you. Doesn't it? It does.
1: It does. (laughs) I've always questioned that part of the story. Um.
0: (laughs) Well, Anyway, I'm going to interrupt your story because I have a super cool story, but mine's only a few minutes. But before that, let's hear from one of our sponsors. (laughs) Is it me? Is it me? No, because in your ad, it says I'm going to join the guys to talk about food. Oh, so it has to be another one. I'm not sure who. It might be for me. Let's make it for me. What a surprise. (laughs) We'll be right back.
1: When I needed updated content for my small business website, I was worried because I didn't have a very large marketing budget. But then I found Carlos at CZ Media. He gave me a budget-friendly quote and delivered the high-quality content I was looking for. I would recommend you check him out. All of his information is in the show notes. And we're back. Are <laughs> numbers hard for you? Because that weird physical countdown. Well, just I was trying it, to like, do anyway. the Janet Jackson. You went things. five, four, five. 3 oh. 4 Oh, you're trying to do rhythm it's
0: The public public school
1: education. <laughs> here before we start Oh. Apparently one of us gets another beer. You had a Coke.
0: Do you want another beer?
1: I don't know. How's it going I don't think so, there is another beer. How's it going so far? It's going great. Okay, then I'll just finish this one. I love it.
0: So, let me steal your thunder here for a little oh. bit. Oh.
1: You still, you're supposed to forget that you had a story to tell. No. Let me just get past the hospital. Let's just no. get past the hospital, then. I, then you can tell your story. Okay. Okay.
0: What hospital so is this?
1: This is Swedish Hospital. Oh, okay. Yeah, on the main campus on Capitol Hill. Um, so the last thing I can remember in the emergency room is uh, someone coming in the room and telling David that there's just black all over my insides. Like the scan just shows it's everywhere, and they don't know what it is. Is it like super late stage cancer? Boom. I pass out. I went lights out. Yeah, lights out.
0: That was your brain of saying, "I don't want to deal with this." Good night.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Then I wake up. I wake up the next morning, and we can talk about that after we hear your very enthralling story. So, I'm assuming the black was all infection and poo, and the black was all poo that it was flinging around. He said it was like a monkey had been flinging poo around, and I was starting. I was starting to get that septic. Yeah, and my organs were starting to shut down.
0: Ugh. Yeah. I'm going to steal your thunder. Yeah,
1: go. Did I tell you the story? I don't know. The appendix story? I don't Oh. Yes. Did I? But it's so it's so entertaining. <laughs> Please do tell me again. I'll say quickly.
0: <laughs> I'm good at quick. Yeah. That's what she said. That's what she said. Uh, I was 21 and it was a Thursday at 11:30 at night. Cause I was working the night shift. I was up in our break room, heating up my dinner. I ate the dinner and it was a piece of salmon. Like, uh, I think it was from a can. Like it was salmon, how you should not eat salmon. It was like when poor people go to the grocery store and like, Hey, I want something fancy. Salmon sounds fancy. Let's buy that one for $1.50. I ate that. That's what my ex-wife made me. And I would say about 15 minutes after I ate it, I felt like someone hit me in the stomach with a baseball bat. Bat. I buckled over. I heard this feeling. Yeah, I buckled over in pain. Knocked the wind out of me. And I laid on top of our break table for about two hours. And luckily I was management, so no one cared
1: where I was the shop they might have cared that you were laying on the break room table <clears throat> they didn't no one cared
0: so about 2 hours later you did the I, sensible I,
1: thing I, and you called a doctor
0: now i i my shift ended at 2 in the morning went home stomach hurt so you called a doctor and no oh i wish i should have so i get home this was on a thursday friday still in pain go to work I eat normally, but it's hurting. Saturday, the, the weekend, it's hurting. I'm eating less and less each day. So you do the reasonable thing. You call <clears throat> a doctor. My wife, my ex-wife is like, maybe you should go to the doctor. I'm like, it's fine. It'll go away. Monday, go back to work. Um, eat almost nothing. Pain's growing. Tuesday, same thing. Eat nothing. Pain's growing. So you do the reasonable thing and call a doctor. Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> Friday, same thing. So then Saturday I go to the urgent care and I hadn't eaten in four, five days straight. I go to the urgent care. The doctor puts me on to the table. He pushes my tummy. And as soon as he goes to the right side, I almost punch him. I squeal. And then he's still put, uh, you know, pushing a little bit more. He tells me <laughs> I have an ulcer. <laughs> and (laughs) subscribe gives me a prescription (laughs) for tells me to go get prilosec so i have an ulcer i'm like okay i have an ulcer so i start taking these ulcer pills uh and then that was saturday sunday it whatever i was he whatever he gave me those pills just made it so much worse and probably when i told myself okay maybe i should go to the hospital now is when I was throwing up and what I would have to throw up. That was the thing. It was whatever it was, which was acid. It made my half of my face numb. Oh my God. Like I could not feel cause it was poison. Mean, it, po- it, it was poison. Like half of my face was numb. I couldn't feel anything. So then my ex-wife had to call my mom <clears throat> And then on Monday, my mom comes over. She sees me lying on the bathroom floor. So
1: we're at a week and three days
0: now. So it's a week and three days. My mom comes to my place, takes me to, she says, we got to go to the hospital. Not to urgent care, but an actual hospital. Well, no, urgent care. Oh. She's like, we got to take you back to the doctor. And then uh, I tried to argue with her, saying no. But she's my mom, so I had to say yes. So she takes me in to the urgent care. The staff at Urgent Care takes one look, uh, one look at me, <clears throat> and says, "Go to the hospital. We'll call them and let them know that you're coming." So I went to the hospital. From the time I check in to the hospital, they had me in surgery like 45 minutes later, because my appendix had ruptured.
1: <laughs> a week, <laughs> ten days, <laughs> with well, an ruptured <clears throat> appendix. My appendix and had you ruptured were just before. Grinning and bearing it.
0: Because I thought it would go away. My appendix had been ruptured for 10 days. And I'm assuming it's a similar outcome because the doctor said that all of that poison secreted from the appendix had caused my intestines to be infected and inflamed. And they were twisting on each other. So there was no movement and like everything inside of me was infected. So my cool appendix scar like most people just have a little a little tiny one off to the side. I was cut from about just under my sternum to just above my pelvic bone where they just cut me open. And the doctor's like, yeah, we're like taking out your intestines and cleaning them off and cleaning off all of your
1: insides. Uh, that's adorable. My <laughs> incision that I woke up with the next day went from right below my sternum, yeah. zigzagged around my tummy, Ugh. Went through my belly button and then down a little further. I woke up and I, this is new. This was news to me. When you have an infected part, I guess when you have surgery on an infected part of your body, they no longer stitch you up.
0: No, it's an open wound. It's an open wound. Yeah.
1: So I wake up the next morning. I look down. There's a big it looks hole. Looks like I've been through a civil war reenactment where it was a little too real. Like just you know this jagged thing going down my tummy. And it lands on a colostomy pouch That's right next to so my So you had to belt. have one? Had to have one. <clears throat> I pulled David to me. I grabbed his collar, and I said, you should have let me go. And I <laughs> pushed him away, and I did not want to see him. <laughs> you made the right call. My beautiful belly was all torn apart. It was awful. <laughs> I get all of my value externally. Well. I worked really hard on that tummy. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities. Yeah, that was the priority, and they had taken it away from me. Yeah. So yes, for six months I got to have a nice colostomy Mm. bag hanging off my front. So did David uh, like clean your wound? And he did. Oh, I I was seriously, truly, just so depressed, suicidal almost. I I did not want to live because of your abs. Well, because of the whole thing, like my body had completely blown apart, and it was telling me. I thought it was. I know, but they fixed it. Well, I didn't really think that <laughs> it Do you it get rid fixed. of your car when it blows a tire. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a beautiful car. Yeah. They have <laughs> the other tires. <laughs> anyway, so six months of that pouch hanging off of me, I did not deal. Yeah, with that, that well would probably suck. And we had friends saying, oh, you know, so-and-so has one. You never yeah. know it. The Queen of England has one. Yeah. You never know it. Yeah, That's what she carries around her purse all the time. Well, so what's in there. Yeah, that's her.
0: That's not me. <laughs> There's a tube running down here. Anyway,
1: another friend of ours says he calls his (laughs) he called his his Bop. He'd say, Oh, me and Bop will be on the way. That's his bag of poo. (laughs) See? Yeah. I did not deal with that. Lemonade out of lemon.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Bag of poo out of bag of poo. There are worse things (laughs) that can happen.
1: Really? Yes. Are you
0: certain? Very. You could lose an arm. Yeah. You could lose your eye. You could lose.
1: (laughs) Many. I could lose many of my. You could. Gazillion bo- could almost Helena. horrible things. <laughs> Can lose your hearing. Anywho, so six months of that I was not a. I was not a person you want to be around. But
0: David was probably the most patient, loving human being he on the was. face of the earth. He
1: would clean it for me. He would change the bag for yeah. me, and I would just lay there and cry. Sometimes, I did not want to go anywhere. Uh, you know, I missed Thanksgiving and Christmas at, at people's places. Yeah. Um, and they would tell me, like, don't worry about it, right? It's okay. I, yeah, but I mean But when it makes a noise, it's not okay. And then is it, do you talk about it? Do you not? Do you act like it didn't happen? Right? I just not I was just not up for that being something.
0: You put a wig on it and squiggly eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then you swing it back and forth. Like, hey, this is my buddy. I whip my bag back and forth, back and forth, back and <laughs> forth. <laughs>
0: That's Oops. what you do. You,
1: you don't want that to slip off. By <laughs> or you know what you do?
0: You print out a picture. Who's your Who's your favorite movie star? Uh,
1: I don't know. I don't know. You Why? print out a picture of Benjamin Bratt, and, and then you, you stick th- it on it. It's not Benjamin Bratt. Any, I will take any of the Chris's: Chris Evans, Chris Pratt. Uh, uh, there's another hot Chris. Hemsworth. Helms, Hemsworth. Yeah. Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Whatever. Okay. So six months later, I do get to have the reversal surgery where they're going to put everything back yeah. where it belonged because it, had, it all the infection had cleared out. Right. Um, so things are uh, looking up. So things are looking up. Got the reversal surgery. Just a few, couple weeks after that, like I'm still actually in the recovery phase, I start gaining a bunch of weight. Yeah. And. Well, that,
0: that's because you're actually absorbing now, right? No. Why?
1: Turns out that I'm not gaining weight. It's just that my insides are have moved through the, the abdominal wall through an incisional hernia, and they're spilling out in front of me. Oh, so, literally, we thought, just, wow, you're really starting to pack on the pounds. So, how uh, how long after? Mere weeks after that reversal surgery. That sucks. That does suck. So, we go in. I go back to the surgeon and say, you know, this seems and feels odd. And he lays me down on my back. and He says, now, raise your head. I raise my head to look down toward my stomach, and it's like the alien is coming out of my Ew. stomach. Ew. Seriously, like it had a bulb. Somehow, it had like a, a bulb on the top of it, but it's... A, like a big water drop had just dropped, you know, and a water drop hits in slow motion. Yeah. And you see the thing come back up. Right. When I raise my head, look at my stomach laying on my back, that's what was happening. Hmm. And he said, oh, that's an incisional hernia. Your organs are breaking through. But so they this, fixed it. But so yeah, So I had a third surgery. They went and they actually detached all my abdominals, pulled them apart, fixed everything inside, gave me a belly button back, and then put it back together. After that, when I was in the hospital for three weeks for recovery with several drains on me. So all in all, I have seven entry wounds in my, what used to be my beautiful, beautiful tummy, from all these surgeries. <laughs> <It> sucked. <clears throat> so no longer in IT, and and I floundered around thinking I would get back into it, but I think there was this fear that that stress of that kind of job again, would, yeah, would bring all that back, and there was no way I was going through that.
0: Right. So then, what did you decide to do?
1: So I tried. I don't know. I my my drive was still not up to, to par for having a real job. And I just, I could tell, and I, try, I tried out, listen to me. I tried, I interviewed for a couple of jobs. It just wasn't going well. And a, a guy who lives just down the street from me now, but at the time uh, lived elsewhere, he had a restaurant down in Columbia City. And he offered, he had, uh, actually hired me as a busser. And I bussed tables for two nights a week. <laughs> And that was it like that was the most I could handle. Yeah, I wasn't that employable at the time. Yeah, did that for a couple of years. The restaurant across the street snagged me as a server worked there for just a couple of years Uh, ended up not doing well there either. And so I left that that role and walking around the neighborhood with my chin on, on the ground. And we go to this Italian place here in the neighborhood one night, and they're packed. And at that time, uh, that restaurant you could walk in and have a beautiful view window table at any time almost yeah I mean, they were rarely that busy so there's only one server there uh, Mo and I knew her from you know from times and we, we were nothing special to her like she wouldn't know who we are but I said look I know where things are here I can help you so I jump up and I seat the people who were in line behind us and I watered <laughs> a couple of tables and <laughs> I think actually when I said hey I know where things are she said get your ass off that t- off that chair and come help me <laughs> So we're done. She hands me Paul's card, the owner. And she says, you know, talk to him. I want, you to, I want you to work here. Nice. So sure enough, he hires me. He says, you know, I've seen you walking around, and um, I bet this just isn't you. So let's get to you again.
0: Yeah. So he, he, he,
1: like, he handed me this metaphorical apron. Right. Of, Here's your chance to get back into life. Sure. Took one night a week. Slowly, slowly built up till I had five nights a week. He had kind of started using me as his manager since I live so close, like alarms go off in the middle of the night. Guess who lives closest? Right. Uh, I live close enough that I can go run errands for him during the day. So there was a period of about five years where I was acting as if I managed the restaurant, but I didn't really. Yeah. And David would keep telling me, stop doing things for free. Stop doing all this stuff for yeah. free. <laughs> well, there turned out that was... My a- wife has told me that many, many, <laughs> many, many, many times. <laughs> Turns out there was a good reason for that happening. And I knew all those times that I kind of swallowed my pride um, or felt more proud the fact that I had done something for the restaurant that mattered to me and it mattered to the right. owner, but other folks just wouldn't, maybe wouldn't appreciate it. Um, so, in the, so in January of last year, sorry, January of this year, 2018, we needed a boost in income. And so I also started driving for Lyft. And I loved it. I love every ride. (laughs) I don't care if the passenger has a good time or not. I do. I adore those rides. So I kind of had two jobs going. And uh, Lyft put out a call to drivers in their newsletter that said, hey, tell us what you got going on in life that's not directly involved with driving. and So I wrote just one sentence. I said, I'm a server at a restaurant. No, sorry, I skipped part of the story. Let's back up. Beep. I'm driving Beep. I'm driving for Lyft, serving at the restaurant. The owner sits me and David down and says he has plans to uh, go to a distillery in Kentucky that he's opening with a high school friend of his. Oh. Uh, they're doing barrel bourbon te- bourbon barrel tequila. Yeah. So they take tequila from Mexico, ship it up there, they store it in bourbon barrels, oh. and they end up with this very smooth tequila. Mm. Mm, I say yes mm, too. Uh, so he says he's going to do that, and he says I don't want the restaurant to go away. Right. Uh, he through word of mouth he'd have a co- he'd had a couple of offers on it, but they just wanted the space. They wouldn't sure. keep the menu. They wouldn't keep the concept. Nothing. And this re- this this little cafe is pretty important to our neighborhood. Yeah, it's been there. It's been the only eatery in the neighborhood for many many yeah. years.
0: I'm realizing that more and more and more and more as as, as, I'm, as I'm working with, with you. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's so, pretty amazing.
1: When Carlos and I first met, he had not eaten in the restaurant. We did. We had. <laughs> we had a, like a year earlier. <laughs> we had eaten but there. Slowly one. and surely, he seems to be eating more of our food, which is you awesome. You know, it's uh so
0: I helped them with a video for a campaign that they did, and there was a lot of talk about community and being neighborhood based and the loyal customers yeah. and a tad bit in the back of my head is like like is that really like like how but any tiny little doubt that I may have had that there was such a loyal following and such a loyal clientele that you have is 100% true. It is so important to, so I did.
1: $150,000 support, uh, $150,000 true.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That is super amazing. Like when, uh, so I did a, I took some pictures for a, very nice lady's birthday party and i called her a few days ago and she and i spoke on the phone for like 30 minutes and half of that time was telling me of how much she loves the restaurant and how she been going there for years like there was like milestone things that have happened to her that have been celebrated and
1: at that cafe at that cafe i'm like that is that is super cool yeah it really is like it's truly unique yeah so it's Um, it's
0: i mean the fact that they the owner didn't want it to go away right right so that's so he he sat you and david down he's like i'm gonna go off to this new adventure making this tequila what what else did he say
1: so he said so would you Want to try and take it for me? Take it from me. Yeah, he said I would trust you to keep it for us, right? And he knows the role the cafe plays in this neighborhood. He knows yeah. what it did for me, right? Like yeah. he he literally got to watch me resurrect in a way.
0: It was your uh, rehab. It was. It was. Yeah. 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 But I mean, it, with with bringing new people and being the the face and being
1: the charmer. The ch- the very handsome face of that <laughs> Samore. So charming. You don't know what hits you when I so go. So how, how many seconds before you said yes? Uh, uh, there was just enough time for me to say, I'm a server at this restaurant. He knows how much money I make. How yeah. rude of him <laughs> to talk to me about
0: this. like, you know how much you pay me.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he says, "He says we're going to work out a deal. Yeah. Right? And he said, I know, I know this is going to be hard, but I want you to push. Right. He it's said, worth David, it. It's worth it. David, he said, David, I want you to push him, and I will be there to catch him. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Is that not the most, is that not the most important well, I mean, thing?
0: It, uh, what I'm getting from this story is that the universe knew that you needed to be in Seattle. Because what I'm thinking now is let's say that your health issues had happened elsewhere, where maybe you didn't have the support system that if you didn't have David. Right. Or this community. Right. Our neighborhood. Yeah. It's like, do you even tell I me, mean, like, you were in the perfect place. You were, the universe put you in the perfect place at the perfect time to be, because it knew that you were going to have some hardships shortly there or later.
1: And he knew the one person that would go through that with me.
0: And that, like, you, there, there's no more perfect so, of a so scenario. You
1: said universe, I said he. <laughs> <laughs> it's God. <laughs> I know Sometimes people, I'm new agey. People spontaneously combust if you use the word God. I know, here. and you know what? And I don't.
0: I don't. You know, I say Merry Christmas, and I say all of these other things, but for some reason, it's it's more of a.
1: I try. I'm being try, trendy to say. I don't know if it's trendy. I mean, I try. I really yeah. try. Since moving up here, I try very hard to be uh, open spiritually. Yeah. And most people are spiritually open. You have to watch for certain words that trigger negative thoughts in them. And David was one of those people. Um, Church had a very negative connotation with Mm. him. So we had to negotiate how we deal with spirituality in our relationship. So with him, I should say (laughs) (laughs) universe. And then you just do an aside to yeah, me.
0: like God. when some of, when my buddy's like, oh, I'm going through this hard time or I'm going to go this. I was like, I'm sending you positive energy. <laughs> like that's I, what I say.
1: <laughs> you know, I love to say this is one of the lines from uh, from uh, Annie Lennox's song, and I'll say, I'm sending you, I'm I'm sending you good vibrations and the power of creation.
0: There you go. I yeah. should add that one to it.
1: Yeah, that's nice. So right.
0: I mean, that's just as we we're telling me everything that's gone on. There's that's the reason, right? That's exactly that's yeah. why you're here. And that's
1: one of those things. If you can't see it when you're in it. Yeah, And yet suddenly at some milestone, you say, oh, all that brought me to this. Right. And this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's pretty powerful.
1: It is pretty powerful. But at that time, I had no idea how we were going to do this. No idea. Right. First couple of months, trying some traditional financing at banks, and they laughed us yeah. out the door. Um, okay,
0: Time to get creative.
1: Yeah. So we got creative. So a friend uh, had mentioned that uh, they had tried a party or they had held one where they asked some of their own customers to help them. And they raised a few thousand dollars which is what they needed to accomplish something at the time. She said, we should try that. We really should ask the, the guests of the restaurant yeah. because I bet you have some very loyal folks. Right. Uh, so at that time, I would submitted that thing to Lyft about you know, what are drivers doing. They would interviewed me on the phone a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the actual podcast interview, which is what it turned out they were doing, they oh. were going to do a series of five podcasts on drivers right. across the nation who had submitted some story. And mine caught their eye, and I became the subject oh, of one of five out of more than a thousand submissions.
0: That's amazing
1: to tell this story. Yeah, so they didn't, and they didn't know how it was going to turn out. Right, right. But they're
0: they wanted them compel. I mean, obviously, they wanted the most compelling stories that'll show diversity sure, and sure, show. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so that at the end of the actual podcast interview, they said, "Well, we want you to throw that party, and we'll be there to help you." Oh. So that opened it up significantly for me, and I just had to tell myself, if they saw this as that interesting and yeah. clever, maybe just we might just be able to pull it off. Right.
0: <laughs> well, I think that, that you, <laughs> one thing or another has proven that to you over and over again.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: It's it's yeah. there. But
1: you still don't believe no. it. When it first happens, you're like, that's too good. That's too much goodness coming my right. way. Right? Like, I don't deserve it. Well, that. you want
0: to be a little guarded, maybe. You don't want to get overzealous, but it's... The fact that time after time after time it's proven to be not an overestimation or not an exaggeration or a mis or uh yeah an exaggerate it's the norm, the loyalty, the support that customers have. (laughs) 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 No, the level of commitment the community has to the restaurant that's that's the norm. That's yes,
1: yes. But we'd never and I use this. I want to use this in a positive connotation. We'd never exploited it before. Mm. Like we'd heard stories here and there, yeah. but never had we felt the need to take not take advantage of it, but to exercise it. I guess sure. is the answer. We didn't realize how well we could exercise yeah. that that community.
0: Yeah, because so, there's also the responsibility of, you know, continuing it and like the you know moving forward with it. So right. Right. Even though you don't want to completely do everything all over, but it's a new, I should say. We wanted
1: to honor the past and yet know we could also move forward. Yeah. And that's a delicate balance.
0: Oh, that's very difficult to do. Yeah. Especially
1: something that's this significant to so many people. Yeah. You don't want the lady who was telling you the stories. Right. We ended up with 100 people who were willing to tell stories like that. Awesome. Yeah. So we had so we decided we would host a party. Uh, we threw all the money we did have into this party, plus a neighbor helped us out. And here's the cool thing. This neighbor isn't a big fan of our restaurant, but she knows <laughs> us, and she knows the role. How the do you know was. she's not a big fan? What's, what's, what what uh, has been I, said? She had never been in the restaurant. Oh, okay. <laughs> and we're six blocks away. She she said she had gone there years ago with her mom, but she was definitely not a customer, right? Yeah. Like you wouldn't say that she was. Right. But she believed in that place, and she believed in us, Yeah. that she helped us throw this party. Oh, I know. So there's one, there's step one. Yeah. Someone else steps up to the plate to help us do this. Yeah. So we have this party. The uh, Lyft crew had brought a sound engineer that was interviewing people during the party, mm-hmm. getting their stories about it. Uh, the previous owner he stands up and he says, "I just want y'all to know, I endorse what Guy and David are doing here." Yeah. I made the proposal to them, uh, and let's see what you can get. Let's see what we can get done, and I'm gonna let Guy tell you what it is we're we're gonna we're trying to do. Right. So I stand up on this box that David had made for me and I want to be just a little higher than everyone else. But, you know, not he
0: lifts big. you up every way. <laughs> Emotionally,
1: spiritually, <What>? physically, physically, <laughs> he physically bought, build me a box <laughs> so I can stand up. Uh, and I asked people, I said, look, here's why we're doing some, we're doing this. Uh, and I told stories of the cafe. Here's why it's why, a five day old baby gets carried around our dining room for everyone to enjoy because yeah. that's their place to do that. It's why someone calls us their other kitchen. It's why we've seen kids grow up in this restaurant. It's all these right. it's why. And I took a deep breath and I said and that's it's a why. great theme. It, yeah, isn't it? Right. It like is. I, had, I had like I care. I covered death, birth, marriages. Uh you know, graduations, birth, the whole bit. Right. And right in the middle of it, someone heckled me from the audience, Uh-oh. and it made me lose track of where I was. So then I had to call out my headlines: hooker, Christmas, birth, <laughs> death, wedding. Okay, now I know where I am. <laughs> so I take a deep breath and I say, "So here's the thing: we need about two hundred thousand dollars to get this deal done, and we all get to keep this cafe. We all get to stay. The staff stays. I get to have a job. You get to keep your cafe." Yeah. We're in this together. I'm just going to be the one who gets to hold it all for us. Uh, And we had hoped that we might come up with a down payment that evening. Right. We didn't make that goal.
0: Hmm. We made
1: the entire purchase price. Holy smokes. In one party. Yes. So we actually got the final payment a couple weeks later from a guest, but that night he had told us, he said, come to my house, visit with me. I'm going to give whatever you didn't make here tonight to get to the purchase price, I'll make up the difference. Oh, and I didn't think he liked me. He was a, he was a regular. Guest. There's no one on earth that doesn't like you. Oh, <laughs> did you hear that, David? <laughs> one of David's things always: oh, this guy. Not everybody has to like you. Uh, well, oh, they the don't truth. have to, but they do. They do. That's right. <laughs> oh, I keep working them till they do. <laughs> it's very important that I'm like, which makes me a pleaser. Yeah, uh, which actually makes this role pretty. Pretty spectacular for me, right? Because the entire goal, well, the entire purpose of owning this restaurant is to keep pleasing yeah, those folks. that It's we to make people had. happy. Yeah, that's exactly. what food
0: is supposed to do.
1: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, somehow, yeah. So by the end of the party, we'd raised about forty-three thousand dollars, and then with this other offer, we had had we had the entire purchase price. Oh, so we worked slowly over the next few weeks. We had a couple of other folks uh, roll in with money we weren't expecting. Yeah, uh, in fact, we'd have people walk up and say, "We heard about this party. We want to be a part of this." I would say, here you go. Here's a little thing you can sign. Just give me all your money. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So you have your checkbook with you. Yeah.
1: So three months later, we own the restaurant. Oh. October 1st was our first day.
0: So from when Paul proposed to when? March? uh, How how long?
1: Yeah. So I think it was end of March when he proposed it. Yeah. We'd started thinking about it uh, in April. Oh, sorry. In April, we tried all the traditional things. In May, we started thinking about, like, how, what are some other alternatives for us? Yeah. We threw this party at the end of June, signed the purchase and sale agreement in August, and boom. That's pretty fast. That's really fast. That's really fast. And people would say things like, you know, some people work all their lives for a restaurant and they never actually get it. They never get it. And David turned to someone and said, we threw a party one night and we got (laughs) it. (laughs) Again? The universe. The universe said, <laughs> <laughs> you know who, said you're on the right track.
0: So oh. now you own the place.
1: Now we own the place, and it's awesome every day. That's it is so much more work than you can ever imagine. Oh, I believe it. And, and I had shadowed Paul for months. Yeah. And, of course, he has 20 years of this down. So he taught me some of that express way of doing things. Yeah. But I still had no idea how much I didn't know. There's oh, a, yeah, of course. There's this monster right behind you every day saying, this is how much you don't know right. yet. Uh, but I, we love every minute of it. And I thought this would be my space. David owns his own landscaping company. He's busy. Mm-hmm. I thought that he would assist and show up every once in a while. Mm. I can't keep him out of that dining
0: room. No, he loves being in there. He loves it. He absolutely loves it. He greets. He seats. He buses, he, he, he does. He uh he does. I saw him... On his hands and he's scrubbing a piece of equipment. Not too long ago.
1: Oh yes, yeah.
0: Like that is commitment. Yeah, that
1: he, is. He's he's in one day, one day during all this. He woke me up, and he was standing on the end of the bed. And he said, "I want you to know, baby, I'm in with all shoes."
0: Fan- that's said, fantastic. Do you mean to hear. both
1: feet? He goes, "Yeah, that." <laughs>
0: both shoes. I'm gonna steal that.
1: <laughs> all shoes, not both shoes. With all shoes, I'm gonna commit
0: with all shoes. <laughs>
1: And for Carlos, that's a lot of damn shoes. That is
0: a lot of shoes.
1: This man has more shoes than the best drag queen in town. <laughs> let me tell you. I don't have that many. You do. I don't. When there happen to be four boxes of shoes that are sitting on the kitchen counter, and it's no big deal. Imagine how common shoes are in this place. That's only like 6% of the amount of <laughs> shoes that I have. You know what? That's that's 50% of the shoes that I have. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I really
0: don't have, I only have like 60 pair. That is not a lot. For a sneaker head, that is a rather conservative number. 60 pairs. You need help.
1: <laughs> Especially when you show me one pair and you say, I've never actually worn them. Well, I've never worn
0: 75% of them. <sighs> okay. I, I don't <laughs> I'm
1: understand.
0: a collector. I do
1: not understand that world at all.
0: I'm a collector. Yeah, but a
1: collector is like you buy a toy and you don't unwrap it because that keeps it. in yeah. What do you do with a shoe that
0: you never unwrap? I, I uh show them to my friends they uh, and are they impressed they are oh they because you bought something they take pictures of them they post it they're like the homie hooking it up with the I'm a collector look at look at the studio That's
1: I surreal. collect I'm surrounded by cameras and skulls and movie posters that should disturb you. I'm a horror fan. I we have, discovered that early on. We're both horror movie fans. So. I love
0: horror. I collect boxing memorabilia. I gave him a very special boxing glove the other day. <laughs> it needs, I need to find an extra large <laughs> acrylic box for it. <laughs> it's
1: one of those. I think it calls it a pillow punch. A pillow punch. <laughs> but
0: he, yeah, so I have a collecting personality. And shoes, cameras, and memorabilia are or
1: what I It's cool. Your house has a theme to it, which is cool. Yeah. Our house has we found that on the street one day kind of theme.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the other day, the other day Lori wanted to put something somewhere like on the wall or she wanted something and I was like, "No, because I want to do this." And she just looked at me and she's like, "Seriously, you're going to say no?" She said Ninety percent of this house
1: is your thing, and there's very little wall space <laughs> available. So I think Lori deserves a little tiny corner. Hey, she got a rug. Room. That's why I have our new studio rug. <laughs> she got she a got, rug.
0: She got a rug. You're such a giver. Hey, I <laughs> please to aim and aim to please.
1: <laughs> so we were supposed to take this up. We were supposed to start at the end of the previous podcast. Name of the series is Pick Me Up. We're Pick episode up. three. Well, I'll link to it. Okay. All right. I'll link to it. But we have yet to even make it past the first podcast. And yeah. yeah. Well, what I want this
0: I mean, the, the the traction that you got and the exposure that you got from the the Lyft podcast and the promotion that they did were I mean it was great. It was amazing. Yeah. We had
1: we had the most successful uh, October-November yeah. record for the It Lyft. was really
0: good. So on this podcast, on the CZ Media podcast, what would be cool is if we just kept that going. Like we kept – so right now we're sort of doing a – We're setting the – Setting the stage for what is going to be an ongoing communication because we, we're sort of – we're thinking of this as you talking directly to your your customers, right, to the to the neighborhood because this I, I want this to be a really – seattle-centric show because i talk about streets and i talk about buildings and i talk about the people in the different neighborhoods so
1: to dig to dig this podcast you really have to dig seattle so well my episode when i'm here it's going to all be the up that that it's going to be about (laughs) all it's all going to be about our neighborhood and our streets
0: yes yes and then
1: Oh, We haven't even talked about how delicious your food is. Oh my god, it's so good! Oh,
0: it's just seriously so delicious. The reason
1: I own this place is because I love this place. Yeah, guest there for seventeen years, server there for six years. Right, it's I don't just don't do so that good. just for fun. Yeah, it's
0: it, it amazing. I mean, if, if we can talk about a businessy amazing product, super good prepared with love. I've had, I've had the joy of taking pictures of some of them and. It's like this: the way the dishes look and the way they taste need to be accompanied with an amazing image, because we uh, I wanna I wanna get people's mouth watering when they see those pictures on Instagram or Facebook.
1: I think they are. We've had people say post on Facebook whenever you post one of our specials. I think it was the sea scallops. Yeah, someone immediately wrote. If this were my last meal on earth, yeah, that's right. This that. would be it. And then someone else wrote that same night they said, run, we're not we're not walking, we're running to the cafe awesome. so we can get that in time. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. So since this is sort of the the intro to Guy and David and the that's more a cafe story, ongoing talk. We're gonna talk about food.
1: Have we actually said the name of the cafe before that? when you just did.
0: We have now because I'm going to edit it in. Okay, beginning. That's
1: amore. No, we did. Did you? Okay. Well, did you? I guess that's a bigger question. (laughs) (laughs) You can't look if you can't run from me. You get to hear this story. (laughs) That's amore Italian cafe. Uh,
0: It's like a lot of things. The backstory, the behind the scenes, the leading up to it is just really compelling. Uh, Your story of. You know, again, sort of what we mentioned before. Everything, everything that happened, happened perfectly. Even though it may not have been the best of things that happened, well, at the time you
1: can't see it. Yeah, right. You're just living it.
0: But it, it, luckily, you can look back now and say, "Hey, it's not luck.
1: (laughs) It's not luck. It's (laughs)
0: providence, baby Jesus."
1: I like to think of baby Jesus as someone in my restaurant ordering. (laughs) Baby Jesus.
0: No, that is super cool. Uh, I mean, there's just just so many. There's just too many coincidences here for it to just be, you know, random. Uh, And I'm super happy to work with you. Super happy to be homies and work with you.
1: <laughs> it only took a couple of weeks where I wanted Carlos to become my straight husband. And then it turns out someone else is already playing that role. <laughs> Who? Danny. Oh, yeah. Where's Danny? I know where Danny is. <laughs> I don't know where Danny is. I've taken care of Danny <laughs> because he was getting way too much of your man on man affection.
0: <laughs> That's the last I've ever seen of Danny. <laughs>
1: he is missing. Danny.
0: Danny Danny, I'm hoping Danny's back for the
1: next show. Can we all three do the next one? We can. I think it would be his We're going to have to drive down to Federal Way though. I can do that.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: He would love that. He would absolutely love that. Carlos and Danny are stri- are truly two of the coolest straight guys I've ever <laughs> met. We're we're drawn to them. I miss Danny. <laughs> okay, okay, stop talking about him that way. I'm right here in <laughs> front of you. <laughs> well, guy Who's here with you, Danny or Guy?
0: Guy. There you go. Guy, thank you for coming. Thank, thank, you, thank you for, for being on me. the show.
1: Oh, it's been a blast. And
0: I want you to like think of stuff you want to say. Like think of stuff you want to share with the community. Think of stuff. Well, we're you we're going to the start
1: the start next thing we're going to start with is how you and I met for the truly first yeah. time. We'll do that for.
0: Street. We'll do that for the that's amore segment number two. And hopefully we have a lot of, of your customers listening to this. Oh, you know what I haven't done either? Is ask people to subscribe and rate. Oh. Subscribe and to this rate. podcast and rate it. I would say rate it a five. I would say rate it a five. I mean, I've listened to hundreds of podcasts. A lot of them just flat out suck.
1: You can give us just one good reason why it doesn't get a five. I'll give you a free meal at my restaurant. Someone
0: uh, made a comment on the podcast, I don't know, like a month ago, saying that they wanted Danny and I to talk about paranormal topics.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What is that? Late night AM radio uh, talk show? Uh, Coast to coast. Coast to coast. Coast to coast coast AM. Yeah, I listened to that. We will do. (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) I knew it. I
0: found this new podcast called the the No Sleep Podcast, where it's just... uh, ghost stories oh that's awesome they it's about an hour long they tell between three and five ghost stories and there's voice actors and it's really well produced and i listen to that as i'm falling asleep so i have my phone my I thought headphones I Thought in. the
1: purpose was no sleep
0: yeah and actually sometimes it's like three o'clock in the morning it's like
1: i have to listen to one more <laughs> he binge casts i do i do
0: more than even tv more than even uh than tv well okay all right, Thank you for coming.
1: You'll be back. I will be back. Tell us where the restaurant is. The restaurant is located at 1425 31st Avenue South. So we are right over the I-90 tunnel. When you are coming south from, uh, the, from a near Avenue South, you just take Massachusetts toward the lake, toward the east.
0: Well, just and put it we'll into go. Google Maps. Yeah. 14- Did you know that Google Maps got rid of our address? God is trying to tell you something. <laughs> my home, Google, does no longer recognizes it. If That's you it. put in my address into Google Maps, it says none. Unknown. Find. It says unknown.
1: You know what we do? We use the QED Coffee address for things oh, for helping. Do people. you? Yeah. <laughs> I use well, yours <laughs> because otherwise, well, otherwise, so if you don't, if you don't know the area, Atlantic Street dead ends. Uh, one one block away from us, but there's a four story drop between our restaurant right. and the actual Atlantic Street. So when people are trying to come from maps, they end up way down there. Yeah. And we have to tell them they have to drive around to Massachusetts to come up here. Yeah, yeah. I've had So that. instead of that, like us being around right that precipice, I just yeah. tell people their address across the street. One time way. I so
0: made a, a, a FedEx driver come around. No, walk up the stairs oh, with my package.
1: Oh man. It's a it is it's a seventy nine 79, 79 stairs, steps, staircase. Steps. Yeah. <laughs> significant okay <laughs> anyway so that's where we are if you want to make a reservation with us uh you can go to uh open table search on that samore. yes or call us 206-322-3677 we would love to see you we serve great food served so with laughter
0: good. delicious yeah great staff
1: it is a great staff most of us most of us have been there more than five years oh. and for a little 15-person restaurant that serves dinner every night that's pretty awesome it is that speaks a lot to the cafe as well definitely definitely
0: well thank you thank you for listening for subscribing for rating it a five for commenting email us if for topics suggestions uh how uh how much i suck that's fine too at cz media podcast at is it gmail <laughs> cz media podcast at gmail.com i'll link it your i'll link to the restaurant in the show notes and thank you Adios. Thanks.
1: Bye.